From the Arizona Avenue studios in beautiful Bend, Oregon, it's Truth in Lending, the podcast for mortgage people by mortgage people. Today is February 23rd, 2023, and today is all about appraisals. And we have a very special guest in studio with us today. Local appraiser Jeff Schluter is here to answer all of our questions about appraisals. And believe me, we have a lot of questions. So now, you potato heads, please welcome your host, Truth and Lending. It's Randy Vance and Miss Katie Pelcher. You sound delightful, Joey. Oh, yes. <laughs> There's a little Dragon extra voice. FM in your voice today. <laughs> Truth and Lending is a podcast for mortgage industry folk and consumers alike. It's filled with our opinions and our advice. We may not always be right, but we do our best to bring you the latest news and developments from our perspective. I am Randy Vance, NMLS 1455628, American Pacific Mortgage Corp, NMLS 1850 Equal Housing Lender. Katie Pelcher, NMLS 1588514, Loan Depot, NMLS 174457, Equal Housing Lender. So I got we got an old time friend in studio with us today. We were calculating how many years it's been, and I think I actually need a calculator. <laughs> how how long ago was 2005? 18 years? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time. So you you Coming got up me, on twenty. I know we we got to do something for our twentieth. Yeah, you got me into the game of golf. Yes. So um, Ooh, tell us addiction. I know, right? So tell us what got you into the game of appraising. What led you down that path? Well, I started as uh, in the mortgage as a loan processor, and then a uh, uh, local appraiser in town got a hold of me and wanted me to uh, start training with them. So. I jumped on board with that. And in Oregon, the training efforts are, are not little to become an appraiser, right? No, they've changed some, so they've loosened up a little bit on some of their uh, education requirements. But at the time I did it, I had to have about 200 hours of um, education and then uh, 2,000 hours of uh, supervised. Yeah. Yeah. Un- unpaid. Is that yeah, were you unpaid? Unpaid. <laughs> Um, I wasn't paid very much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two thousand hours. So that's like mm-hmm. three. That's weeks, a full. Right? That's a that's a full. That's a full year, right? In the mortgage industry. Yeah, I mean, if you if you work really hard, you could probably get it done in a year and a half. So you do all you do all sorts of appraisals, VA, FHA, conventional, right? Yep. What are some of the What are some of the big differences between those kind of uh, appraisal reports? Um, the main difference is the level of inspection. So for like VA. FHA, USDA, um, we got to um, check the attic, um, look in the crawl space. Fun. Do you ever find anything fun in the crawl space? I'm not a big fan Nightmares. of crawl spaces. Cause <laughs> do you have to crawl all the way into them or do you just stick a camera down there and take a shot? Because that would be me. Yeah, you're supposed to crawl in on FHA and this is then on VA. <laughs> yeah. And then on VA, they just um, went ahead and shoulders inspection. But, you know, you run into black widows and stuff like that every now and then. Oh, yeah. So, Boo. Do you ever mm-hmm. find anything interesting in someone's attic? Not yet. Oh, well, give it time. Other than storage stuff. <laughs> you haven't been to my house. <laughs> so when All you say dolls. when you say inspe- when you say inspections, right, you're also looking uh, on VA and FHA, you're looking for probably what safety hazards are you yep, are, are you looking safe. a little bit closer than you are on conventional? Always safety hazards no matter even if it's conventional or FHA and um, VA. 
Um, yeah, FHA is a little more strict and VA. Yeah. I, convention. I ran into a situation uh, a couple weeks ago, actually, where the appraiser called out the roof. And it's been years since that's yeah. happened. Um, the roof wasn't leaking, so there was no sign other than it was just anything. it was just old. And so the uh, appraiser had made uh, the report contingent on a new roof being installed. Um, are you guys required to look at the roofs? You know, I, if nothing's leaking, do you just kind of say that it's good, or or is that just maybe kind of a one off that I ran into? No, that's something we're actually supposed to take a look at, especially for um, FHA. And uh, USDA, they want at least two years of life left in the roof. Right. Um, so I've had to call out one before where, you know, it was like an old shake roof that had some missing shakes and stuff. But typically you just, um, they want an inspection by a professional roofer. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. We have, there's actually still a few that I see on the east side of Bend uh, that are, it's like, I think it's like a tar roof and then it's got cinders on top. Have you ever inspected one of those? Yeah, I've seen some. Some of the newer modern homes have um, the rock aggregate. Yeah, yeah, that's that's insane to me. Um, so I'm sure you see kind of all spectrums from. Oh <laughs> yeah, that. right. Yeah. So when you're determining value, what are what are you putting the most weight on? Is it is it comps? Is it cost approach? Um, is loan officers and people listening? You know what matters most? Is it the neighbor that sells? You know the same house that I have that's right down the street. Or is it going to be on the cost approach? It's typically the sales comparison approach. Um, cost approach usually lends support to the sales comparison approach, but um, that's probably the most widely used. How many times do you? How many times do you hear um, owners of their homes, like especially on a refinance or seller? Oh, I think my house is worth this. The person down the street. Oh yeah, the other it, person down the street just sold theirs for yeah. this, so this should be good, right? <laughs> Not a lot of people bring it up. Most people really don't um, Are they like, afraid of try and tell. Yeah, I think so a little bit. You know, they want me that. to. They want me to be happy. Do so, they, yeah, do they, when you walk in, can you like kind of feel tension? <laughs> no, most people are pretty. Most people are pretty chill. And, you yeah. know, they're. Yeah, I promise you, most real estate agents are afraid of you. <laughs> please, please just come in and value. I mean, I know I am. So, so right. well, that's funny. So since the Dodd-Frank Act, right? Uh, what was that? 2008? I think I'm guessing here. I think it's 2008. Man, we'll have to, che- we'll have to fact check that. Yeah. Uh, but since the Dodd-Frank Act, uh, me as a lender, I'm not allowed to talk to you directly. Yeah. We have to go through an AMC. What are dealing with the AMCs like? Technically... Um, that's not necessarily true. Why have I been brainwashed then oh, yeah. for the last I 15 years? My, my first like two months in the industry back in 2017, I had my processing manager bust into my office and she's like, you emailed the appraiser. You're not supposed to do that. And I was like, I was just asking like when it was going to be done. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. But it was like an immediate hand slap. Not necessarily <laughs> supposed to have, um, contact with, uh, directly with, um, the mortgage loan officers, but um, like for VA, uh, you know, you can be contacted by the lender directly. Um, And if lenders have their own in-house appraisal department, then, you know, they can order directly from me without an appraisal management company. Mm -hmm. Really? Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, this is interesting. Um, How long does it take to put together a report typically? Um, Depends on the property type uh, for... 
you know, your pretty typical uh, home in a typical residential neighborhood. Like I can do it in a day. If it's something more complex like riverfront or um, a really high-end home, then it can take me two or three days. Yeah. Uh, what's your best nightmare story? Um, you know, I've done some foreclosures that are pretty disgusting. Oh, I bet. You know, there's so much pet feces and urine and stuff that you can't even, you can't breathe out of your nose. Why did I open the door to this yeah. question? Go Seriously. ahead, continue. Yeah. And, you know, some that are infested with rodents and just, yeah. But that's probably the And you got to go into stuff. the crawl space. And that's what, C- oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's C- a head C4, and shoulders. Isn't that the, the classification when you're just like not even. No. No, C4 that's is like, what you need for a house like that. Oh, oh. You just put C4 in there and blow it up. Yeah. <laughs> C- <laughs> the classification, though, is. C4 is like average condition. Oh, okay. C5 so would be like fair. And then C6 would be. Oh. Awful. Tear it down. Tear, yeah. it, Tear it down. Burn it down. <laughs> so I've I've noticed a few of my appraisals uh, lately have been coming in high, and I know with appraisals we're, or with values we're typically chasing our tail. We're yeah. not necessarily losing a lot of value in Central Oregon. I know there are other parts of the country that are losing value, mm-hmm. um, and they're kind of put on a you know a watch list by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. But um, do you think that trend is going to continue, or do you think we'll start to see things dip and catch up? Um, things are starting to decline slightly over the past like six months to nine months, but, um, it kind of depends on the neighborhood and the market, you know, what segment of the market you're working on. Um, but yeah, I've been seeing, um, I've been, I've had quite a few reports where my value's coming in quite a bit higher than the purchase price. Mm -hmm. Um, I think sellers are getting nervous and so they're willing to take less. Yeah, a lot of sellers that are selling need to sell. Right. I've heard so many agents tell me that divorce is just running rampant. Yeah. And so a lot of these, a lot of the listings that we're seeing are either divorce, new construction, um, credit card debt. I mean, credit card the debt. People, debt yeah. is higher than ever, so people sure. need to get out from under it, and they still have equity even if they take a loss. Yeah, no doubt. Right. What, um, are, <laughs> uh, what are your predictions for 2023? Hmm. Oh boy. Yeah. I wish I could. I wish I had a crystal ball. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> that's your prediction. No, I, I, yeah, today I have no idea what's going to happen. I, I mean, a lot of it's affected by interest rates. Yeah. That I sounds think, promising. I think demand for central Oregon is something that will, you know, keep us ahead of the curve a little bit. Um, just cause there's so many people that, Still want to move here because it's a desirable location. So I think that's the plus for us. I think we are a little bit insulated here. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because I had I have um, some appraiser friends like uh, down in Arizona and stuff. And um, like during the housing crisis of like 07, 08, they, they declined way worse than us and way quicker. Mm-hmm. And we recovered much faster. Yeah. So... Yeah. So, so if house, this is, this is where my thought was going. If house prices are declining, um, but the seller credits are added in, are you taking into consideration the seller credits? You're not because you can't see those on uh, other sales in the neighborhood too. Oh no, it's yeah, it's an MLS. It is an MLS. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so that is taken into consideration. Do, so, if, yes. If 
prices start to come down, but the sales um, seller concession is also included in there, then prices are going to be even greater in a decline because you take those out of the comped price. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So essentially, if there's any seller concessions, it's, you know, it depends. It depends on what the market determines, but typically it's... Have you started to see those more in your comps? Oh, yeah. Seller concessions are are big. Yeah. So the decline is going to be greater than even what we're seeing um, from closed sales prices because of the seller concessions. You would um, think? I, it'll be interesting to see what happens here yeah. coming up with the summer. Typically, demand increases in the summer. Yeah. So, Yeah. The demand will go up, but the comps are still going to be the same from that lag. Um, well, I try to use the most recent comps. Okay. So especially when you're chasing the market, like in a declining or an increasing market, you're trying to, you know, use as recent comps as you can. Yeah. Um, so it, but it's always challenging because, you know, you're always chasing the market as an appraiser. Totally. I have one final question for you, Jeff. Yes. How close... Our websites like Zillow, Redfin, Realtor.com, how close are those values? Um, I can't exactly tell you how close. I don't. Um, But I know that there are great tools. I know that, like, you know, if you've got a pretty typical house in a typical neighborhood and you've got quite a few homes that are the same size and same finishes, like, I I think it's going to be pretty close to accurate mm-hmm. but all right well i'm gonna trust zillow from here on out yeah <laughs> please don't do that thanks, yeah, right. thanks for joining us jeff stick around if you want uh all right in the random room today i am going on a rant of my own because as we all know rates have been rising so i want to talk to you guys about the definition of insanity the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results so let's talk about the fed I Let's do it. Long and comfortable <laughs> silence on purpose. Eight rate eight rate hikes in the past twelve months. And we've got another one coming up in March. And we'll probably have another one in April and another one in May because uh, we just can't seem to get inflation under control. Uh, with recent job numbers blowing predictions out of the water and other key inflation data points exceeding expectations, the Fed will likely continue to rate uh Continue with the rate hikes. Continue with the rate hikes. Man, it is a tough day for me today. Um, My question is, if the rate hikes haven't done anything yet, why do we keep doing them? Why does the Fed want a housing dip? And they've talked about this. You know, real estate is currently overvalued Mm -hmm. they want to see pain in the real estate sector which i don't understand yep um (laughs) they want us to go into recession so are there no other options or methods that can help wrangle inflation the current fed is doing exactly what they did in the 70s and 80s and it took decades to recover so my rant is there's got to be another way a different way a better way a 2020s way to get inflation under control without having to completely dismantle the economy Mm -hmm. Here's my suggestion. The conversation about rising energy costs seems to be swept under the rug when this is something that we actually can control as a country. Rates keep rising. Inflation keeps going up along with energy prices. How about we look at doing something about energy? Mm-hmm. And in the truth and lending news, I'm going to talk to you about the rising energy costs. I have actual data. That's my rant. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm over the rate hikes. I'm done with it. <laughs> we got to do something the Ala- else. And the Alaska pipeline's at 40% capacity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
that's all I have. All right. Well, now we're just on on the edge until the news headlines. <laughs> Hopefully, I can uh, entertain until then. <laughs> I, I believe in you. I think you can. <laughs> all right. So, have you guys heard about ChatGBT yet? So, if you haven't, you will. ChatGBT can assist mortgage loan officers in a variety of ways. With its advanced language processing capabilities, it can generate personalized pre-approval letters, answer frequently asked questions, and provide real-time market data. This helps loan officers automate routine tasks and handle client inquiries more efficiently and allows them to focus on more complex tasks. By analyzing vast amounts of data, ChatGBT can also help loan officers make better informed decisions, such as predicting client behaviors or assessing the risk of particular loan applications. So overall, ChatGBT, oh my goodness, is a valuable tool that can help mortgage loan officers streamline their workload and improve their productivity. Or that at least, sounds like Chat Chat GPT yeah, wrote that. That is exactly what Chat GPT told me to ask or to write when I uh, asked them to write a hundred word explanation for how Chat GPT can help mortgage loan officers. So everything you just said, everything GPT I said, wrote the the robots wrote. <laughs> <laughs> We're looking for insane? you, John Connor. Wow, it's crazy that here it comes the rise of the machines. So accurate to conversational text gosh that's crazy it's that it creeps me out was easier to read than i expected it to be honestly <laughs> you know i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna pull an aaron Rodgers and just go dark for four days of no I technology know. whatsoever since i wrote this the stories have been pretty good too of just the chat people chatting with the bots like um what was that aim there was like the aim really? robot that you can like write to and uh, it gets pretty creepy but i did um some examples so we talked about this as far as writing Instagram captions, right? Because you okay. do the video, you do everything, but then to create that caption. So I did give me an Instagram hook for first time homebuyers. And it said, ready to say goodbye to rent and hello to home ownership? Let's make your first home a reality. Follow us for expert tips and guidance on navigating this, the exciting and sometimes overwhelming journey of becoming a first time homebuyer. I love the hashtag. First time homebuyer, <laughs> hashtag homeownership goals, hashtag real estate advice. <laughs> Tell me how many times you guys have read this nearly exact same thing. Uh, oh, <laughs> constantly. Yep. Did, did you hear about the chat GPT that wanted to, like, it had its own idea of wanting to release nuclear codes and basically start a war? It said it wanted to be human. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's oh, a lot man. to that. But I mean, the stuff that we make up in the movies, we really have to make it, bring it to life. It's, oh, it's happening. Oh. It's happening. This is the end of the world. I'm sorry. There's, now go ahead. You have another one. More. I have one other example. Um, and this was brought up to me just in the industry. Someone had mentioned, have you ever asked it to explain it to you like a kindergartner? I was like, "How? come on. How accurate is explaining home ownership or anything like okay. that? So explain home appreciation to a kindergartner. <laughs> home appreciation is when your house becomes worth more money than it was when you bought it. It's kind of like when you get a toy and you take really good care of it. And then later you find out it's worth more money because it's a special toy or it's really popular. Wow. So when you buy a house and you take good care of it, sometimes the house can become more valuable <laughs> and be more worth more money than what you paid for it. This can be really good if you want to sell your house later on because you can get more money for it and maybe even use that money to buy an even nicer house or do other things that you want to do. Like buy new toys. <laughs> like buy more toys. Oh my gosh. It's I am so, so creeped out. I mean, hey, it's. <laughs> you should ask what Chat GPT plans to do about inflation. That's what you should have done. I should have. I sh what did they, Next what week. they plan to do? Next week. Oh my goodness. That is so creepy. Well, let's go to the news. <laughs> 
And now with the Truth in Lending Mortgage News, FHA yesterday announces a major change in monthly mortgage insurance for most borrowers to reduce the monthly factor to 55 down from 80 to 85, saving most a third on their monthly mortgage insurance. So this is effective. I, I actually wrote this down wrong and I was corrected. On 319, <laughs> March 19th. It is, it, so it is effective uh, for case numbers not new case not it's effective for new case numbers today what it really is is the loan has to be delivered on or after 320 so it has to be insured by fha on or after 320 i know rocket came out yesterday and they said that uh locks starting today if anything is clear to close today or moving forward they'll just hold on to it because typically fha insuring takes up to 60 days yeah so it's not and that's where i was confused i thought it was on or after the date pulled so they're passing that on to many people i've got several fha borrowers who i'm like all right when we close it we'll probably just hold on to the servicing for a month before we release it to fha to endorse yeah and then, yeah, then oh, they're saving a third. That's awesome news. So, I, I was totally anticipating it to be once your nope. case number is pulled. Call your clients with the good news. That's also, uh, CPI data uh, came out um, last week, which we know. Of course, CPI <laughs> came in hotter <laughs> yes, and and ex- then expected year over year. Uh, December's revision also didn't help. They revised that up. And we saw a pretty massive spike in rates. So speaking of CPI, let's talk about this <laughs> handy feeling? little chart that CNBC lays out, right? The, um, the, the big one here is that uh, year-over-year eggs are 70.1% more expensive. Which makes me so angry. You really eat you that many what? eggs? I was it makes looking, that big of a difference? I was looking through my it egg does. cart last week, and I was like, all right, these eggs are good to go. I went to go hard boil them, and they had cracks. I had two with cracks in it. That's like... It's <laughs> not right. So I was in my rant earlier. I wanted to talk about the energy, right? So let's talk about energy. So overall energy is up 8.7% year over year, but let's talk about things like electricity is up 11.9%. Uh, fuel oil is up 27.7%. Natural gas is up 26.7% year over year, right? So these are things that we can as a country control and you know other than just continuing to rate to hike rates which we're going to continue uh, but there's been some things that are actually uh worth less today than they were a year ago what's the, what's the one that really stands out to you i'm sorry i was texting bacon GPT. bacon <laughs> is down 3.9 percent. that makes me so happy that makes me so happy so i'm just gonna have bacon no Except eggs i can't have it with my eggs now. no eggs and bacon <laughs> or it will it just women's dresses price. are also down uh 4.2 percent <laughs> which i'm also happy about <laughs> down 4.2 percent wow uh televisions <laughs> are down 13.2 percent in cost yet so the big, the yeah. if you can afford me, the electricity to use it that's right is the cars and trucks yeah use yeah. cars and trucks down 11.6 percent sense they're going up now so, so uh mortgage rates yeah. hit 2023 highs uh and actually we're in a uh we're in like a five-month high now uh and there's more volatility in store according to mortgage news daily's matt grab Matt Graham, always a bringer of good news. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for the good news. Um, And then according to Seeking... Can't wait to have you on in a few weeks. Oh, yeah, right? He doesn't (laughs) listen to the show. His wife does, though. Shout out to her. Uh, According to SeekingAlpha.com, currently markets are expecting a 90.8% probability of a 25 basis point rate hike. 
uh, in March and then another one in May. I am going to go ahead and say 50 with the new data that's out. So this was this was a week old. Yeah. But with things with new data coming out suggesting that inflation is continuing to run away and spiral. Who wants to bet with me? I'm you saying don't think 50. You're going to hammer I'll it take down 50. on three, qu- three quarters. Joey's been perfect. First, first time you and I have agreed, but I will take 50 <laughs> on this one. Joey's been perfect for the first eight for eight. <laughs> yep. That's true. What are you saying? Are you eight saying 25 eight. or 50? I've gotten zero. No, the ones that we already know. Yeah. 20, 25 or 50? I, yeah. What if they go higher? What if they we, won't? I don't think they can. Yeah. I mean, they can do whatever I mean, they, they want, do really. It, but I don't think, yeah. I don't think so. Uh, National Association of Home Builders reports that home builder sentiment jumped by seven points, the first increase in over a year and the largest one-month increase in over a decade. And you know why that is? Because they're reducing their prices because they have to move things. Mm -hmm. So they're selling more and they're giving massive incentives. Mm -hmm. Um, Massive. Massive, (laughs) massive incentives. Um, Katie, why don't you tell us where rates have gone since we recorded our last show on February 1st? (sighs) This is depressing. Fixed to six point two one as of, as of February first today, it's up to six point eight eight percent. Fifteen year fix from five point two seven to six point oh seven. Jumbo also jumping five point seven to six point three five, and your FHA is up to six point two seven. VA is up to six point two seven. It's all gross. It's all gross. Five point seven eight. Or They're all more expensive. But let me tell you, this news with FHA. Don't panic with the rates, you guys. We are going to see a lot more FHA. A lot. A lot of people. Uh, you know, in that 740 and higher FICO range, going FHA if they're buying mm-hmm. their first home Makes or their primary. Sense. Especially with mortgage insurance less than it was. With the mortgage mm-hmm. insurance being what it is, yeah. with only th- needing 3.5% down, with the, um, you know, with the loan amounts raising, I think FHA is going to make a major grab here because those LLPAs that we talked about oh, yeah. a couple episodes ago, those are getting ready to kick in and it's a perfect storm with no rising limits. interest rates. That's right. Yep. No That's, first time home buyer requirement yeah oh yeah fha well let's remember some of those that we've lost we've (laughs) lost a lot many civic financial services llc eliminates approximately 200 positions celebrity home loans cut their staffing and their entire business down by 90 Mm percent they're on their way out uh, Mutual of Omaha acquired the assets of Keller Mortgage, Keller Keller Williams Realty uh, Mortgage Company. Oh, wow. And uh, USAA Bank cut 130 mortgage jobs in San Antonio, Texas. That makes me sad. Uh, I think the other big one, Wells Fargo, is finally starting their... Massive layoffs. Massive layoffs. Well, we'll miss you, well, folks. you predicted that. We'll miss you. Mm-hmm. Come back for the next boom. Yeah, I'll read this uh, chat GPT on how they would uh, stop inflation in the next year. Okay, go ahead. You ready for it? Yeah. To stop inflation in the next year, the government could take several actions. Some of these include increasing the money supply in a disciplined and gradual manner. This can be done by utilizing fiscal and monetary policy tools such as an open market operations and interest rate changes. <laughs> Two, reduce government budget cuts, budget deficiencies, by, and curb government borrowing. This will reduce the amount of money circulating in the economy and place downward pressure on prices. Reducing taxes, cutting public spending. Uh, the government could also target specific industries that are prone to inflationary pressures. That's us. And uh, they don't want to talk about energy. Energy's not in the there at all. Quality of goods and services and encouraging economic productivity. Hey These guys. measures, if implemented yeah. correctly, 
could stop inflation in the next year. GPT for president. <laughs> GPT is going to write next week's episode. Jeff, hey, thanks for joining us. Yeah, we learned thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. See you later, potato heads. <laughs> <laughs>